You're listening to Lost and Sound. My name's Paul Hanford. I'm a writer, a podcaster, and a DJ in Berlin. And I've always believed that one of the best ways we come together is through music. And through this series, we meet the innovators, the outsiders, the mavericks, the people who, when they make music, they do it utterly in their own way. Past guests have included Peaches, Chili Gonzalez, Ghost Poet, Leticia Sadier, and first and more. And each week, I have a conversation with someone who I think approaches music in a fresh and exciting way. Hey, how are you doing? I hope you're good. Welcome to Lost and Sound, where this week I have a chat with George Evelyn, aka Nightmares on Wax. The Nightmares on Wax, the longest signed artist on Warp Records. Um, sorry about all the little background noise around uh, me at the moment. I'm in Rosenthaler-Platz, in the centre of Berlin, in Berlin's Mitte. Um, it's, it's very, very, very busy. It's, it's, it's sort of like, I always compare this area to being a little bit like what Soho is, is like in London. It's, it's, it's quite bustly but sometimes just occasionally i really like this kind of slightly sort of more functional bustly type scenario to go and to go and hang around and um anyway anyway yes yeah, so i spoke with george on monday the 18th of october he is in ibifa where he lives it was a real real pleasure to have this chat and and i'm sure you're going to enjoy Listening is a bit of a revelation listening to, to I found, uh, listening to his words. It's interesting thinking about Nightmares on Wax. It's 30 years now since the debut album, A Word of Science, the first and final chapter came out. And at the time, I feel it captured in the rawest form the zeitgeist of early warehouse rave culture, George hailing from Leeds in Northern England, experiencing these things beyond any kind of genre distinction, beyond, beyond um, any kind of, kind of categorization that we have now. And, and that kind of comes across in that album and throughout their career, actually. actually. Um, the way on that album really 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 upfront techno mixes with really beautiful hip-hop soul jazz genres just are irrelevant 
And in a way, that's, that's kind of become a blueprint for the rest of uh, Nightmares on Wax's 30 years so far and counting musical legacy, which, which includes albums like Smoker's Delight and Mind Elevation, plus all of the DJing, all of the touring. He's always managed to bring through some of the core values or what I think are the core values of that first wave of rave culture, like the good, positive values of, of self-inquiry, of social inquiry, of love and freedom. And that really comes to head on the new album, um, Shout Out to Freedom, out on Warp Records, obviously, which not only features collaborations with artists like Shabaka Hutchins and Green Tea Peng, but comes out of a genuine state as he reveals through the human story that happens through as he reveals through the story that happened to him around the time of the album being made through lockdown and beforehand and afterwards that really examines what freedom is and freedom has become something that is so zeitgeisty i guess in a way that feels a bit sort of like glib saying zeitgeisty doesn't it but it's become something that we all in the last couple of years have, have, have perhaps gone in our own way with from what we may have might have felt beforehand in terms of uh, what we think freedom is you know some people have reacted this way they've taken oh you don't i don't need to go into it but you know the whole radic the whole polarization i guess of what freedom is and from this point of view as well it was really interesting to have a chat with george I should add that there's a little bit of a trigger warning in that we do talk about mortality. Mortality is very, very key to where he is right now and, and the line of, of investigation that he's been pursuing with this album. I really enjoyed this chat. I hope you do too. And this is what happened when I caught up with George Evelyn, Nightmares on Wax. There we go. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm really good, thank you. It's, it's definitely autumn now in Berlin. How, how are things in Ibiza? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not a big fan of the uh, of, of the cold, so it's feeling <laughs> cold to me. It's probably nothing like Berlin, but it's cold to me now. <laughs> well, I, I guess you don't move to Ibiza if, if you're kind of really into Siberian winters like all year round, do you? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean... I'm just like, I really, in the last few years, I've really, really noticed how much I need to be in the sun. I know it sounds sounds a bit like whatever, but I just, somebody told me there's a condition for it and it's called SAD, but I can't remember what it stands for. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Something like, something like sun absence of something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it does make sense. Maybe it's, you know, definitely it does make sense. I think, do you find like in IB for a lot of people you meet are sort of probably suffer from the same condition? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of, I can't really generalise, but we kind of forget you know, as much as I'm always like in a state of gratitude of where I live and where I am and stuff like that, you kind of forget that you are in a kind of 
not not because you're not working uh you're kind of in a holiday scenario do you know what i mean they're like mm. and before you know it it's like oh shit the summer's over shit i need to swim in the sea shit I, i've done this <laughs> i've been to the beach <laughs> you know i mean you're always like because you plan to do all these things and then like before you know it it's like now and it's like shit what happened to the summer <laughs> yeah i i grew up kind of um near the coast in uh near bournemouth in dorset and like it was always that kind of way like of just getting to like getting to october and thinking fuck i think i went to the beach once and you know my uh, mates yeah. that would come you know people that kind of go and visit for the weekend they kind of swim in one weekend more than i do in a year and, and, and stuff. yeah yeah i mean i've i've definitely got better at it because i, I definitely spent some of my seasons especially when i was doing like events here and stuff like that like my um watch the beach and watch the jam events where it was like 40 like some like some ridiculous like 49 shows in the summer which there was like the odd one way but my wife would go you aren't even swimming in the sea <laughs> and i'm like what she's like you want not swim in the sea i'm like really it's like that that crime's not committed anymore <laughs> i've actually i've actually i've actually i've actually invested in a kayak a paddleboard so so you know i, I am definitely getting more proactive at, at, at being out there you know <laughs> rather than lock, lock, locking myself in this in this uh creative space you know right that's really good and, and this is like because um i've been talking about the album as well and all of the changes that went on like sort of not just with you but like in the world as well and there was a bit of a collision yeah. of all of these different things in different ways um you know you you, you were sort of gigging non-stop for 10 years um yeah. and um and then suddenly that stopped everything stopped um what kind of what was your initial sort of feelings of sort of being grounded you know i mean luckily you're in a place like ibiza but yeah i mean literally i got back from i mean i turned that, 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 that before the actual pandemic hit in that january i turned 50 so i was on like this crazy holiday which i'd already planned which was like Asia, uh, Mexico, then back to Asia again. So I was on this adventure anyway, and literally, but when we got home, lockdown was two days later, and I was just right. like, you could not have timed it more perfect. Oh not God. the perfect scenario, but yeah. it was just like that. And then we had the we had the Smokers Delight tour to, coming up as well, mm. which, which, we, which is a massive production that we were doing. So then all of a sudden, it was just like, Oh, right. Okay. We, nobody knows what's really going on. But two years prior to that, I was kind of saying, I can't really be touring like this, like when I get in yeah. my 50s. I just can't. I just thought, you know, I, I had that in my mind anyway. It was just like, this is not really, really healthy, like in on, on all levels, you know, like whether that's emotionally, physically, mentally, like, it's just not healthy. Um, so and then lockdown happened and stuff like that. And it was proper rain check on and a proper t opportunity to, I say opportunity, but I don't think there's any way of getting away from it. It's really checking in with yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And going, well, where have I been? What have I been doing? Like, you know, blah, 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 shit, my family, this, my daughter, da, 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 and like my music, oh, me. Da, da, da. And like, literally, I felt like that whole period of time, especially in that year, the first year was a proper, like, kind of um, review of self and a good opportunity to review yourself and 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 deal with your own truths you know and 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 kind of face up to them and stuff like that so i felt like it was like um it was like the whole world had gone into i mean i don't know how many people know about this but it felt like the whole world had gone into ceremony 
Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. done like a lot of like uh, 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 traditional like Native American ceremonies and stuff like that, and that's a great opportunity to 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 open yourself up and let go of all your woes. And I kind of felt that was going on. Do you know what I mean? In on 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 a grander scale. Do you know what I mean? It was like a good opportunity for humanity to take a look at itself. You know, was it something that for you you quickly kind of seized that moment or? Or did were you at the same uh, time as everyone else, kind of like thinking, "Fuck, I'm going to learn Spanish and French and German, and I'm going to uh, like." It's, well, I mean, I was, I was, I mean, a lot of what was going on because nobody really knew what was going on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Not that I still think everybody does now, but like, um, I, I kind of felt like uh, let's take the let's take the pandemic out of the equation now, yeah. right? Um, I just kind of felt like sort of consciously this is what I felt was going to happen in 2012. Right. Do you know what I mean? You know, like we thought like, oh, well, we're going to reach the end of this time on a, and not time as in, and we register time, but just this moment in, in the existence of, of human consciousness. And we're going to shift. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nobody can say what that shift is. People can speculate. And, and I, you know, and me and my wife and my friends and, you know, people that talk on this level kind of like felt this was going to happen in 2012. So when it when it did come, it felt like, oh shit, this is it. You know, like like I say, I'm saying pandemic aside, you know, like yeah. whatever yeah. that story or that that's about, that aside, because I just felt consciously, wow, this is like the world has stopped, right? It's like you don't have an opportunity to be busy now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So what, 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 what are you? Who are you? Where are you? What is this? Blah blah. All them questions are, 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 are massively available, and that can bring and it can bring peace. But to get to the peace, it's like you've got to go through the uncomfortable stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I would say that the medicines and them ceremonies and them traditions have taught me that. Do you know what I mean? It's like in order to get to the light, you kind of got to go through the dark, and that yeah. could be the dark night of the soul of whatever it is, or it could be any traumas that you've had in your life or anything you've done in your life that you wish you hadn't done, it's a good opportunity to kind of face up to them and look at them and let them go. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, and be forgiving of the self. You know what I mean? So I felt like me personally went through a lot of that in that first year. Do you know what I mean? Like looking at the life I was living, you know, like just not that I, not, it wasn't a case of seeing the wrong in it. It was like, well, where am I? Where I am? Where am I now? What resonates with me now? What do I really need in my life right now? And it's balance. Balance is what I need in my life. Do you know what I mean? Because when I have balance, I can be the best, not just for myself, but for everybody else too, including my family, including my music. Do you know what I mean? So the journey's kind of, kind of being constantly like that. And then all other different stories came into that while making music and my own health and all kinds of stuff. So it, to me, it was a, it's a fruitful time, but also a time to, to not take things for granted, to actually really, really tune into what you, what you and I'm talking of self now, what yeah. you can be grateful for. Do you know what I mean? And really, really paying attention to that. So is gratitude quite uh, an important part of your life, do you think? Oh, massively, massively. I mean, I've spoke about it in songs. I've spoke about it for years, but it's not about speaking about it. It's about living it. Do you know what I mean? And and what I've learned through it is that it only creates more things to be grateful for. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like it's the best 
if you want to call it a drug or habit you could possibly have in your life is is gratitude there's there's everybody's got you could be in the worst case scenario but you still have something to be grateful for you can find it it's there somewhere do you know what i mean and that's a good building block you know it's a good building block to take you out of a dark place it's a good building block to raise your spirits a good building block to to build self-esteem it's just an amazing platform to really really connect with yourself do you know what i mean and you can think that there's you could be really pissed off and really angry about something or in a really dark place you can still find something to be grateful for there's something in there you know whether it's a memory whether it's uh, uh, somebody you love or miss or whether it's the, the, the air that you breathe do you know what I mean? There's there's always somewhere you can find a building block to at least bring yourself up. You know what I mean? So I, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do a little bit of like sort of gratitude sort of work, you know, when I, when I remember to and, and stuff. And it, it, it is amazing how sort of like, you know, it kind of, for me, it kind of opens me up to my surroundings as well, because there's always, there's always something I'm being a bit of a dick about, you know, and, and then like maybe not noticing or, or like maybe not noticing in my surroundings when maybe even just someone's some little interaction with someone on the street or something like that, you know, like I might not might have taken it for granted. And it just helps me to sort of notice all of the components around life that I've kind of walked through or I'm. Oh, you just through. don't even pay attention to do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. a friend, I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine, Henry, who's got a studio here. And he said to me, he said to me, gee, he's like, do you know how many stones are around that tree that's outside the door of your house? You know what I mean? Like something really mm. simple like that. And he was just like, he was like, these are the things I've been paying attention to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most simple things. It's like, actually, no, I don't actually, I don't know that. I've walked past it a million times. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, mm. you know, and it might seem like a bit like ridiculous, but these are the these are the little tools you can use that bring you into a state of awareness that makes you more present. Yeah. Because it's quite easy to get lost, lost in here and pay attention to all the traffic. Do you know what I mean? You know, and we've all got to battle through that traffic every day. It doesn't matter how aware or how balanced or how alert you are, mm. the traffic still exists, you know. Yeah, so it's not a question of like turning off the traffic, but kind of finding ways to kind of be in the moment so you can kind of like let go of the, the stress of the traffic, do you think? Yeah, or, or don't even, how can I put it? The, well, the only things that exist are the things you put attention to. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really it. But it's easy to say that. It's, yeah. it's much more challenging to practice it definitely you know I mean? because sometimes yeah. sometimes the traffic's really loud and it, it's like it's like um it's like having loads of channels right but which yeah. channel is the loudest yeah which definitely and sometimes, and sometimes there's traffic and then you're running across the road at the same time aren't you and, and stuff yeah 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 like, oh that's a nice car oh she's nice oh like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like traffic 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 but all along there's this the you're here the awareness of all that is here, you know what I mean? And it's connecting with that, you know? And like I say, these things are easier said than done. Mm. So we we ha- we all have habits. We all have a ha- like habits we're not even aware of. So this is a habit that you can create and master and become the architect of, you know? You know, and it's, it's, it's when I say master, that doesn't mean that, oh, I've got it. That means maintaining maintaining is, is another level of skill as well as maintaining the thing that you might have become aware of that brings you balance or makes you mm. a bit more in tune with yourself you know what i mean it's all right getting getting it 
could you maintain it? Right. I, I mean, I, I guess people people use words like practice for things like that as well, don't they? Like, sort of to me, that kind of implies that it's just like it's a thing that you you know is constant and goes on for your life. You know, I guess it's the same with like creativity or music, isn't it? Like, you could maybe make yeah. an amazing piece of music one day, and then it doesn't mean you're going to make an amazing piece of music the next day. Or be absolutely in love with what you're making mm. and love the fact that you're like making music right now and then get up tomorrow and just don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah, and then yeah. and then learn not to battle with that. Yeah. That's Do you know what I mean? Just one. because yeah, just because yesterday was incredible, right? Making music. Maybe today's the day you need space mm. so that you can have another one of them days. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, I definitely in the past used to battle with that quite a lot. You know, like I'd, I'd, I'd like beat myself up about the fact that I had a nice studio and I wasn't doing anything yeah. and people would die for that studio. You know, like that, that, that was my ego, basically. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like just telling me, telling me off for not making music. Why are you not making music? You've got amazing equipment. People would die for that drum machine. People would die for this. And it's all nonsense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's mm. just like, got to trust the flow, trust the process learn to get out of the way you know what i mean like it, it it will happen if you allow it to happen you don't it's it's kind of a fine balance between making something happen and allowing it to happen do you mm. know what i mean because sometimes when you go to make something happen it doesn't always come from the heart do you know what i mean so it's finding up and everybody's different with that in the creative process you know what i mean and i've had to navigate and find my way with that do you know what i mean and trust and like sometimes i'd be like making something i'm like i don't know what this is <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> you know what i mean I'm like, and, but there's a lot of voice but yeah but just go with it just go with it go mm. with it and then like might be a day might be an hour later or something it might just be like oh right okay wow like that it's like i don't have to know do you know what I mean? Mm. It's more important for me to trust, you know? Yeah. And at the same time as that, do you sort of trust yourself more and more when you know that you need to just stop as well? Like when you're having like one of those days or one of those times where, you know, you have to just like let your body recharge or, or whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. Or I just needed to go to the supermarket to get the idea. <laughs> Not to do, nothing to do with music. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like I I would say that obviously it's experience and and over time that I've that I've le- learned that do you know what I mean but definitely in my younger days I was not like that I was like <laughs> chomping at the bit and like and then when it get I get in the zone I'd be like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and then I've learned like well I don't actually feel like making all today I don't really feel like you know you know what I'm gonna play FIFA or something or mm-hmm. you know like do nothing. <laughs> go for a walk do you know what i mean and then like i find my inspiration comes from the most like nothing to do with music spaces yeah do you know what i mean because if you just spend all your time in the bubble of making music it's great because the practice is good but me personally my inspiration comes from life my inspiration comes from life and my life is not just in here do you know i mean i used to think that music and life were where it could be two separate things like i have my life and i do my stuff with my family and i make music it's like no 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 it's my life mm. it's not just music music's a part of my life do you know what i mean and i'm a part of music do you know what i mean it's like it's the whole thing so doing the you know like i said the things that i've got nothing to do with it play a part in making music yeah 
Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely really relate to that myself. And and, and with, with with the album as well, like uh, the shout out to freedom, there's a sort of, you know, the, the, the kind of like the theme obviously is freedom or, you know, one of the overarching themes in it. And it's such a sort of word that like we've all been forced in our own various ways to examine what freedom is for each of us you know some people it's it's something that they've been protesting about really physically and then other people it's more like an internal uh kind of thing and it kind of coincided with moments in your life i hear where you were put into a position where you were kind of wondering about existence and, and freedom as well i was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that sort of process or that beginning of what was happening really yeah well i mean when i'm making Oh, like I'm always making. I am always making music at different times and stuff like that. I don't like, like, sit down and make an album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always making music, and sometimes that music could be from four or five years ago. It could be like from four days ago, whatever, and it falls into place of what becomes an album. So through the journey of making this album, I, I'm I'm always seeing what what's 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 what am I resonating with here, and what is this music trying trying to say to me do you know what i mean and the interesting point of it all was that when the pandemic stuff happened and it ended i ended up doing i'd done some like in-person recording stuff with some of the material on the album with musicians and and vocalists and stuff and then like obviously with the with the lockdown the creative process kind of went in another direction because of how we had to do things remotely what was fascinating about that for me was the fact that you know, I'm not a massive fan of doing things remotely, yeah. Mm. But what was the what was really interesting? Now I w- I got into a conversation about writing about what the inside was saying. You know, like not the static because there was a lot of static, especially around the whole George Floyd thing and all that stuff going on. You know, and that became quite a a theme. I still didn't know what the album was, right? Mm. That that became quite a theme. But what was coming back was quite profound, right? Then there was all this outside noise going on, you know what I mean? Not being able to come out of your home, um, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies flying around. It's like, what is a conspiracy? What isn't a conspiracy? What are we being told we can and can't do? Who who has the right to tell us what we can and can't do? Do you know what I mean? And then this all started to kind of like align with what was going mm. on with the music. And and I was just like, well, this, this, this is, you know what I mean? It's like, People want to be free. Do you know what I mean? But it made me question freedom myself. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I started to see all these different songs were like different cries of freedom, different shouts of freedom. And I'm like, oh, this is like, there's something in, in here. But then I started to ask myself about freedom. Do you know what I mean? And then I realized this is such an amazing question because there's no definitive answer. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody has a different perception or idea about what freedom is. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I had a friend the other day that got on an aeroplane and posted a video and said freedom. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, like it's amazing when you really go into it, the definitions of freedom that are there, that what might seem free to some people Mm. and not free to other people. Do you know what I mean? And, what might seem uh, really constricted and really trapped might seem really free to other people as well. Do you know what I mean? So I was seeing it as like a, 
a question for humanity. Do you know what I mean? But an expression for humanity as well, in a way that, wow, there's so many people that want to be free of stuff that they don't even speak about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, this is a great conversation to have because people need to know they're not alone. They need to know they're not the only ones that, that have got shit they want to be free of, whether that's childhood trauma, whether that is what the abuse, relationships, jobs, you know, whatever it is, the system. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, this is, I just thought there's so many places we can go in this conversation and the music is becoming expressive of that, that this is, this is, this is where, this is where this, this album's going. This is the journey we're going on. And then there's all this other movie and narrative going on outside while I'm making this record as well. And I'm like, shit, man, this, we're, we're really, really getting to the precipice of something here. Do you know what I mean? And I still feel that now, even though the album's complete, I still feel it now, right? And then I had a bit of a health scare, um, which was in January this year. I had like a little lump at the back of my my, my head here, which my mum spotted five years ago and said to me, what's that on the back of your head? And I was like, oh, it's just shaping my head, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then in January, I've always had like, I've always, I've always seen chiropractors, osteopaths. I've always been into like Reiki and mm. acupunctures. I always have, when I went on the road, always having a massage. I've just always been that dude that's always done that shit. And I always thought a lot of my aches and pains was from touring mm. and like, you know, DJing like that and oh, standing yeah. up for yeah. four hours and all that kind of shit. And I thought that was all connected to that and maybe personal stress of shit I was carrying as well. Right. But I'd got rid of all that. Mm. Or I should have said that didn't exist in my life anymore. And then in January, I had this, I had this pain up the back of my neck and in my shoulders. And I said to my wife, Amanda, I was like, you know what? I was just like, my neck, man, is just like, it's intense what I'm feeling there. And I mentioned the lump and my wife said, maybe you should get it checked out, you know? So I went for an MRI. They found a shadow there. Yeah. They thought it was, uh, they thought it was lipoma. Um, then I had the operation literally three weeks later, right? They told me I was going to have a local anesthetic. I went in, I had a general. I, they told me I weren't going to stay in. I was going to be two hours. I ended up mm. staying in. Surgeon came up to see me after the operation. I felt like I'd been hit over the head with an axe. Honestly, it was like insane. And he was like, it was five inches, this thing. And it was Whoa. intertwined in the, in the muscle. Mm. And he was like, we don't think it's lipoma. So we have to send it off for some tests. Then I was just like, oh shit. Right, okay. And I and I went home. Didn't really disclose that to my family because I didn't really want them to be worried. I just thought, you know what, I'm gonna wait. I don't need to put worry into the field. I'm gonna wait. So I got back onto my music, right? Do you know what I mean? And as I was making the music, I wasn't even I'm not a worrier. It's not my I just not that kind of person, right? But as I was making the music. These like it'd be like I'd be like in the middle of a track like Warrior or something. It's on the album 3D Warrior. This thought would come like a lightning, like a bolt of lightning, like that, and be like, maybe this is the last record you're ever gonna make. That's mm. like, what, what, like that, maybe. And then it's like, well, if it is, what would you do? And that made just made me go so much deeper. It was just like, wow. And then I started thinking, have I sorted my family out? Have I made sure everybody's all right? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, fucking hell, am I worried? I was yeah. like, am I worried? Like that. And I'm like, 
well, maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's fine. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, but that don't feel right. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, and then, you know, in these kind of situations, I'm pretty aware of my thought processes and stuff like that. I was mm. just like, well, am I in denial? Or am I in denial? And is it my ego? Like, is it my ego either telling me that this is not happening to me and this is not my story? Or is it my ego telling me, no, no, this is over. Your time's done. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, so I was just like, whoa. Like, so I was just like, well, I tell you what, let's go down the path. Let's go mm. down the dark alley. Let's go to worst case scenario if it is worse. Right. Mm. And as I went down that path and I played out all the scenarios, it didn't fit. It didn't fit. And I was just like, yeah, but why is it? Not, why? And then it was like, well, why doesn't it fit? <laughs> mm. What do you mean like, by it didn't fit? The idea of, to be honest, I felt the idea of me dying just didn't feel, it didn't fit. It just, I just felt, and I still feel it now, I've not finished. I've got stuff to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I still got light to shine. I've got stuff to do. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I, you know, like I know, I, I know my purpose. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. know and I, I understand why I'm here. Do you know what I mean? I was here for these times. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, oh, that was there with me. And then I was like, wow, fucking hell, wow. Like that. And this is not me going, oh, yeah, yeah. This is like me just really listening to this, these, not the traffic, having mm. a conversation with the voice from the heart. Do you know what I'm saying? And making music at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And 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 then every now and again, I'd like burst out laughing. I'd like in here on my own at like 4 a.m., you know, working on my music, slapping, going, there's always a story with every album I put out. There's always a movie. I just like, what you fucking like, man? <laughs> I was like, you really, really gone there this time, aren't you? It's <laughs> like <laughs> so the life or death movie. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, wow. And then I'm questioning my own freedom. Mm. I'm just like, oh my God. I was just like, this, this record is about freedom. It so is. Because <laughs> I'm actually living in it now. Because mm. my mortality has been questioned. Do you know what I mean? You know, but also... I, I felt liberated by the fact that I even entertained the possibility that this could be my last record. Mm. So I went into it with that, with that energy. Do you know what I mean? And what that gave me was so much more. It just gave me so much more, you know? So it was like this thing happened to you and we, we don't know why these things happened to us, but for whatever reason, it gave you something. And it, it was like, like you saying, it wasn't, you knew it wasn't going to, after a while, you kind of knew that it wasn't going to be your time, but, but then it was there for something else. Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, you know what? All dramas with yeah. understanding, all dramas with understanding bring gratitude. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, do because, because, because that's what I'm saying. All I could find was value yeah. in it all. Do you know what I mean? But it took an understanding. It wasn't me shunting down, oh, no, that's not going to happen to me, or, oh, shit, if that happens, it's terrible. It wasn't any of that. Do you know what I mean? It was a serious conversation with myself. Do you know what I mean? About the possibilities. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I will say one thing that that that... I don't know where it came from in me deciding not to say anything, right? 
because I didn't want worry to come into the reality. Mm. But for some reason, I knew that if I put worry into the reality, that that would echo back to me and then I would worry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, so I was just like, you know, so I had to have that conversation with myself in order for me to walk the talk of what I believe in. Do you know what I mean? And once I had that conversation, I was just like, and even when I went to go get the results, I don't want to be like brush over this as it was like something really, really easy. Right. Yeah. It's like, even when I went, even though I'd had that conversation, we'd gone to that place and I couldn't see that scenario. Even when I drove down to the hospital to go get the results, there were still the thoughts trying to come in there going, oh, fuck man. You know what? This could be it, man. Do you know what I mean? And I just like, but I felt like the observer in it all. It's really weird. I felt like I was the observer in it all. I could see my ego playing out, doing what it's want. I could see the fear element. I could see, but I felt like I was watching it all. Do you know what I mean? But I was not it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I I have an idea of that, definitely. It is. It's interesting that the album as well is is like, um, you know, with the gratitude and with with this and the concepts of freedom, that what you've actually made, it it comes out so deep and warm and, and kind of like very sort of like, do you know what I mean when I say sort of analog in a kind of woody way? It's got of like a real kind of like, you know, it's earthy. Some, some things are it's some earthy. Things, earthy. It's earthy and woody, yeah. and you know, you can you can imagine it. Sort of, I can imagine hearing it sort of like in environments where I'm very much in contact with with wooden objects and good food. I don't know why I'm saying good food, but it's just like the sort of the things in life that give you something. If you know what I mean, like that. Yeah, so, I think I think you know, like like I say, what's pretty amazing is to be able to collaborate with all these amazing musicians mm. and and come out with the, come up with the goods that are so connected. Even though we did like you know sixty percent of the album remotely, maybe fifty percent, but remotely, like to even you know for me, even me as a producer, I'm like wow, like. But I think it's because of the times that we're in mm. that. And the insurity insu- the, the that everybody was feeling. And the question was, well, what's the inside saying? People went deeper. Do you know what I mean? And that's what you can feel within the record. So I think it is really gra- it is a really grounded album as far as I'm, concer- I'm concerned because the feeling is really, really deep. Do you know what I mean? About what's been expressed, you know? So, and, and, and I don't want to say like, oh, well, we made it like that. It's not like that. It's documenting a time and a moment and being captured sonically. Do you know yeah. what I mean? About what is being felt. Do you know what I mean? You know, so uh, even, I mean, even I've had to go back and listen to it after somebody's wrote about it just to try and hear it. Like, differently. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. because it's like, I'm not, I'm working on some other stuff now and I'm not even in there now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So for me to dive back in and not be thinking about, oh, that Hayat could be quieter or, uh, you know what I mean? Like to not even be in that space and listen to it, I can actually listen to the body work and go like, all right, wow, fucking hell, that was the journey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like really like, just honestly, like kind of like, because I'm I'm already a different person from when I was in there. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, I, and, and I've say it, and I say it in the most sincere way, I think it's probably the deepest record that's, that, that that's, a uh, nightmare's much record that's been out. I I feel that you know. Mm. I mean, I I, f- I feel so myself as as a listener, uh, and, and like, and you know, going back over the albums that you've done, like I, you know, I I it was kind of interesting because when when you you started out, 
Um, it was still the late 80s, wasn't it? And, yeah. um, <laughs> I, you know, I, many I read... Moons ago. Many moons ago. It's, it's such an interesting time because, like, you know, the, al- the first album, you know, you've got, like... It seems to be like you've got the soul and the funk on one hand, then quite a lot of the album is, to me, like I I listened to it again this afternoon and like I live maybe three cigarettes walk away from Bergheim and, um, and, you know, it it felt like, you know, it's it's fucking banging uh, warehouse rave, you know, in a lot of places. it sort of feels to me like that kind of combination of things and times came out, came up that time initially, but what were your sort of initial experiences around that time that kind of brought those sounds together? You see, you see, the thing is, the interesting thing is that a lot of the labels and, and the things that are thrown around today for music mm. didn't exist when we were making that music. So um, all we were doing really, and I say we, cause it's me and my, 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 my friend, Kevin Harper that made the first album. Um, you know, when we got asked to make that album from what we were like, well, what are we going to do? We're just going to do en- everything and anything that's ever influenced us. That's that's why it's called the word of science. First and final chapter, it's an experiment. Do you know what I mean? But what you're, what is on the album, which which I will say when it came out, went completely over everybody's head. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Nobody got it. Do you know what I mean? It's only until years later. And then like, that was the whole industrial side of that was was where we were from. Do you know what I mean? We we were from like, so we come up through like sound system culture. Do you know what I mean? Which obviously involved a lot of bass. Do you know what I mean? After hours. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Then we had like hip hop, but really electro. Do you know what I mean? Which we were breakdancing and body popping to, which was a big influence for us. Do you know what I mean? Then we had, which we didn't call it this at the time. We had house music, right? We didn't call it house music because we didn't even have that term. That's how old I am. <laughs> we didn't even have that term. Do you know what I mean? And you know, for us, this was like just funk and disco. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And even even down to the Derek May stuff and all that early stuff that was coming down, we still didn't have a name for it. Do you know what I mean? Right? But we were we were playing that stuff alongside everything else. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whether we were playing hip hop, whether we were playing. Uh, street soul from the UK, whether we were playing dub, whether we were playing, um, uh, um, like I said, stuff from, stuff from Chicago and all that. We were playing it all together. As a DJ, we played all that music together. So what we did, and then obviously the whole jazz funk scene that's from the late, kind of like early, late 70s to early 80s, which kind of came out of disco, we were playing all that stuff together, right? So when we come to make the album, we used all them influences. Do you know what I mean? Which created Dextrous, created Aftermath, created Case of Funk, all that sort of stuff are all got them elements in there. Do you know what I mean? And the whole thing about bass was all come from sound system culture, yeah. first and foremost, you know? So, um, and we, we come from a, well, we leads the textile city, Sheffield is an industrial city. We come from that that's 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 we come from things that are pretty similar to Detroit really do you know what I mean you know so I think the essence is there because the influences were there do you know what I mean it's just now you go forward 30 plus years it transpires into being techno drum and bass mm. you know what I mean house blah 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 which I don't discount any of them quotes but this is where we which is what really fed us really and gives us that inspiration you know 
And do you think we've we've um, we're we're losing something by by things being so sort of categorized now and, and so sort of different? Like you know, you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't have that kind of like mixture of stuff all together, you know, in one night necessarily or on one album now as as you would have done then. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest with you, I mean, I, I would say even through the early nineties, we were, we were being victims of of. of we were attacked by genres you know what i mean like mm. you know because it's a journalist job's job to describe whatever it is right and out of that especially through the 90s so many genres are created just because mm. of somebody describing a piece of music do you know what i mean even the word trip hop mm. it wasn't a genre it's just a journalist mentioned it in a mix mag and then somebody releases a compilation album going this is this ain't trip hop and then that's it it's gone it's like do you know what i mean so i understand how it happens now people can mention certain genres to me. I don't know what they are, man. Mm. You know what I mean? I just know if something's if I like something and something's good or not. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Based on what I personally, my humble opinion. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I kind of feel free to not be caught up in all that now. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like you know, it was great to be part of it when we were obviously we were part of a wave, and we didn't know we were part of a wave in the beginning because we obviously birthed out of that after hours club scene into them warehouse raves into illegal parties into like the whole e-culture thing all that was like somebody coming with a big tsunami <laughs> you know what i mean washing you up do you know what i mean mm. not knowing what the fuck's going on but the ride's amazing do you know what i mean at the same time making music djing da, 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 but not knowing what any of it is to then somebody spurting out oh well that's piano house and that's this and that do you know what i mean so yeah I'm very fortunate to have and that's only i see that now very very fortunate to have that experience do you know what i mean like where's the next big wave do you know what i mean when's the next big tsunami the thing is is that we're 30 plus years deep now and the remnants of what what happened then and that explosion is still happening now you know mm. which is incredible it is and do you, do you have any like particular memories you can that kind of comes to your head when you're talking about it of of like early early warehouse experiences or, or times where you well, feel like whoa what's this well, we we came. We actually came to Germany mm. six months after the wall came down, and we played at Trezor, which wow. was just like. And I didn't even know what it was. I didn't yeah. know nothing about it, obviously, because you know nobody did. I still got the flyer, right? <laughs> and that was insane. That was like it, that was absolutely mental for for you know a couple of young kids coming from England. Like we were, it must have been nineteen ninety, right? So mm. like we were like. You know, we didn't know what was going on. Couldn't, we were there for two days, got completed off our heads, and then <laughs> couldn't get anything to eat anywhere after 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> the Berlin back then, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that, we did like a tour. We did like, we, there was a another, there was like another kind of rave kind of band, a group called uh, Technomania, which which consisted of a, ra a rapper from an Ameri American air base and a couple of dancers and a girl i, I think right. maybe the girl was the rapper yeah it's called technomania and we did it they told us i can't remember if lfo came on that one no lfo was another trip and we did so we did we did trezor we did we did um frankfurt we did munich and we did hamburg wow you know? so and that was super early days like mm. super super early days to the point where I think on that trip, Sven Vass was our driver. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 
pretty incredible, pretty incredible time. And that, and I actually saw Sven about six, seven years ago here in Ibiza, and he, we'd not seen each other for donkey's years. And I just went up to him and was like, you don't remember me, do you? And he was like, tell me, tell me. And I was, and I told him, and he was like, oh, 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 oh my God, do you remember that? He was like, do you remember that tour? <laughs> like, yeah. Got to do. <laughs> that is so funny. That is, and also like oh, that yeah. treasure was like that was like the ceiling. People talk about treasure at the time, like it, like the ceilings being really low and how hot it was in the G. You know, well, well, we were we were inside the safe, right, mm. of the treasury. So basically, you walked through the safe door, yeah, and then you went down a little tunnel, and then there was like kind of a room on the left that had all the collection. Um, deposit boxes in yeah and then you watch round. then you watch round and then the bar was behind bars mm. right so that was like the main kind of thing where they must have kept all the gold and shit and the bar was behind bars so you got drinks served through the bars <laughs> and then there was like a podium in the middle which where we did the kind of pa thing and it was proper dark and dingy and sweaty mm. and you know the whatever you know what i mean and then you came out two days later <laughs> 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 what the fuck <laughs> i just travel i just went in a vortex travel somewhere you know but that, that, that's a good memory for me uh going to the blackburn raves in england and north of england mm. uh in convoys of cars going down the m62 uh police trying to stop us go there and you know and and getting into a warehouse and there'd be like ten thousand people mm. do you know what i mean i actually even remember new year's eve 89 and there was, there was a, a, a this this one particular rib was in an abattoir, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It was filthy, man. Right. Mm. And we'd gone. We were the, again, maybe eight to ten thousand people there, and um, it was yeah, it was New Year's Eve. Our, I think December the twelfth, our first release came out on Warp, which was mm. dexterous. And I remember sat outside with a couple of friends, and I heard the tune come on. Right, so we ran inside, right, and the whole place was going ballistic, right, and that was yeah. the real. And the spine's going cold now. Oh, like, yeah, no, that that, that was yeah. that was the real like moment where I was just like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> what's going? Because you know, like like I say, we cut the background of where we come from. It was all about representing your crew, your neighborhood, mm. blah blah blah. So success to us was just another DJ playing your song. Yeah. That was it. It wasn't buzz chat, chat position, sales, nothing like that. As soon as a DJ plays your tune, that's it. It's like, that's the ultimate respect. And that's what we were about because we come from a breakdancing background as well and hip hop and stuff. And a guy called Gerald was a body popper and he mm. brought out Voodoo Ray from his crew. Um, then there was Forge Masters, which was Smack Night Team breakdance crew, which was Winston Hazel and all that lot. So we were like, we need to, you know I mean? We need to represent, man. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we brought out Dexterous, you know what I mean? So that was the whole buzz at that time. And then obviously, like I said, these raves started happening and it was just mm. like, we really didn't know what was going on. We knew it was amazing. There, there was moments where you were just like, because we were going through the Thatcher time as well, where yeah. we, where it was recession, um, the minor strikes, you name it. All the all the like neg shit was happening at that time. Basically, we were at a point where it was like nobody give a fuck about you. Do you know what I mean? Especially the system. So, uh, but we had this new lease of life, this freedom that. We lived for the weekend, which started on a Wednesday. 
finished on a on a whenever, you know what I mean? Mm. Like Sunday night, Monday morning. But we lived for that. And all of a sudden you're meeting people you'd never met before, people from different walks of life. And do you know what I mean? It was just like, and mm. it was becoming multicultural, I would right. say as well, yeah. which had never really been a thing, even though England had had has got vast amount of musical history and da 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 da. This was definitely the I believe the first point of us becoming multicultural because all of a sudden we had, would you say, the football kind of firms and all that sort of mm. stuff all of a sudden on the dance floor with people from the hood. Do you know what I mean? All the after parties together and all of a sudden we could go to certain parts of town that we weren't allowed to go before because of how we looked. Do you know what I mean? All of a mm. sudden that caved in and this new thing was arising. Do you know what I mean? So... Um, yeah, there was a lot of things just, and obviously in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing, but there's a lot of things socially that, that were shifting, man. Do you know what I mean? And and I think the music represents that as well, you know? It's so interesting how, you know, like this has happened before in different points of history in different ways. Um, and that's like one of the biggest ones I can think of. But it always seems to be music that that is like the becomes the sort of expression of change you know it might not be the uh there might it might there might be loads of catalysts going on and it might be like lots of really important things around it but music seems to be the way that people find that through doesn't it yeah definitely well i i always said that music not i said that music and albums are a reflection of the reality of that time do you know what i mean like you know like the best music is always written when there's social pressures. You can map that out historically. You can map it out, like literally map mm. it out. It's, it's, it's so evident, do you know what I mean? It's not med when everybody's, co- it's not kind of when everybody's cozy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like being in this, this, this so-called pandemic thing or whatever. Um, and like a, with the things I said earlier, mm. I was just like, there's absolutely no way you could have writer's block. There's absolutely no way. Mm. This is too much to write about. Do you know what I mean? If you can't find out to write about now, and I'm like, well, you must be pretty, you know, kind of numb to to what's going on. In, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. internally, externally. Do you know what I mean? Like even now, there's there's so much to write about. You know, mm. and like, and like going forward with that as well. You know, like after the kind of grounding and the stopping, and now now like life going on again and like the opportunity to gig and perform and to you know for people to have their own experiences out what do you feel that is important that we keep out of this what that, that we keep from this time that that is that can help you had this amazing grounding experience but you know from that like there's things that you're going to be taking i gather through in how you do stuff and what would you feel just generally for people as well that can be a good thing that we well yeah the only thing you can spend is time yeah it's the only thing literally like and that you can't replace you know so be aware of what you how you're spending your time yeah do you know what i mean make sure it's make sure it's good for you make sure it's good for you it starts with you first do you know what i mean it's very easy to get caught up in trying to make everybody else happy but then you don't end up being the best version of yourself you know you become the best version of yourself when you when you really really do the things that are good for you and then everybody else gets the best version of you mm. you know so i mean like i still don't think we're out of the woods yet mm. do you know what i mean 
Um, I think it's too early to call. Um, we've got to get through winter. Yeah. Uh, let's see what let's see what winter brings. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, which is why I've, on many levels, I've not gone anywhere. I've not mm. done any gigs. Um, you know, for my own personal reasons, and just 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 decided that mm, the best thing for me right now is to stay and write music and be with my family and you know and have more material for my listeners and do you know what I mean and just give the best I can give so um that's how I'm spending my time um George thank you so 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 much thanks for your time uh really really appreciate thank it. you man bless you mate okay. take care bye bye so that was George Evelyn aka Nightmares on Wax in chat with me Paul Hanford lost and sound we had that chat on october the 18th um i'm putting this out today is october the 20th so that was two days ago the album shout out to freedom which to reiterate i think is the deepest most kind of right feeling it right now album experience i've had listening to nightmares on wax um is out on october the 29th on warp records thanks so much george Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts, for for sharing your experiences with us there. I hope you're having a lovely day. I'd like to thank ESO for doing the music at the beginning, at the e- the beginning and the end of these shows. I'm a bit today, aren't I? I've just had a large flat white, which is probably why I'm a little bit jittery. And also, yes, it's all of the traffic around. I hope you've enjoyed the little traffic noises as well at the beginning, at the end of this podcast. Thanks so much to Kieran Yates in the UK for mastering the levels. And thanks to Bear Radio for hosting this episode. And if you want to check out other English language podcasts from Berlin, head over to bearradio.org. Lots of good stuff there. If you're feeling plush and enjoyed this podcast, you can always dedicate to my coffee fund. Uh, This is a little fund that is set up on the uh, crowdsourcing platform Coffee. There's a link in the socials, which enables you to kind of give like a kind of busker's tip, if you so wish. Never an obligation, always just happy to have listens and, and, and dialogue and hear feedback and, and give these things out with, with real love. But if you fancy donating, it does help the production costs and it keeps me topped up with my coffee. <laughs> um, lots of love. Speak to you soon. <laughs>